This podcast represents the opinions of our hosts and guests. The content here should not be taken as medical advice and is for informational purposes only. This podcast also does not establish a standard of care, doctor-patient or client relationship. No guarantee is given regarding the accuracy of any statements or opinions made on the podcast or website. And because each person is so unique, all listeners are encouraged to connect with counseling and medical professionals for assistance with their personal journey. All people, places, and scenarios mentioned in the podcast have been changed to protect the privacy of those involved. Welcome to We're Not Fine. I'm Dr. Talia Jackson. And I'm Doug Jensen. We thank you for listening every week to our deep and thought-provoking conversations about relationships. Hi, guys. Welcome to another episode of of We're We're Not Not Fine. Fine. Did we have to say that together? (laughs) I'm fine. Jinx. (laughs) I wonder what the origin of jinx is. I don't know. It sounds like the name of a cat. I kind of want to look it up. Or Jinx Monsoon, the most amazing drag queen. Truth. Love her so much. I'd love to get Jinx Monsoon on the podcast. So Jinx, if you are, for whatever reason, listening, please let me know if you'd be on our podcast. And I will probably like try to Instagram you or Instacart you and get you some food from wherever you'd like. All right. Um, (laughs) So usually Doug and I know what we're going to talk about because we've got funny stories that we want to share. And today what we realize is that because we talk on the phone every single day and we tell each other our funny stories every single day, we literally can't think of anything to talk about. Yeah. And we were like, should we talk about the salad we just ate? Should we talk about summer being happy? It was really good though. The salad was delicious. (laughs) But so maybe we just do a little update on life. Like, I was talking about the world's most boring topic of my insomnia, but I do have an update. And it you know, was by the way, hormone I, related. But I got to tell you something before you get into that, we can't minimize sleep. It's everything. Like, sleep is really, really critical. Like, eat, sleep, and exercise are the three main, you know, ways to stay healthy, stay stable, stay all those things health wise. And your sleep has been ridiculously challenging. It's so been debilitating. This is actually a really big update. And mm-hmm. partly because as a dude, I'm not going to have the same experience you did. So tell us. I know. Well, so I did figure out that it was hormone related, which both makes me feel very validated. But it also makes me feel like I have zero control over this. There's like something happening internally that I can't really do anything about. And it sucks. So I feel a little fragile, but also I have this amazing doctor that is helping me figure out the hormones. So basically I am now like taking some things and I'm taking less sleep meds and I'm able to fall asleep and stay asleep. And I know it sounds like, oh my God, this is so boring, but it is what Doug said. It's literally everything. So when I'm sleeping, I have more cognitive functioning, more executive function because I do have ADHD. So I will never be. Yeah neurotypical per se right but i i'm so joyful genuinely i love my life i feel much more able to cope with all sorts of issues and i am much more optimistic yeah of course i love my family of course whereas you don't when you <laughs> i love my job sleep. okay no i don't love anything i'm so yeah you're a little crabby um oh my god yeah. it's like i can handle I get. life if you don't look at me, talk to me, expect anything adultish from me. Yeah. But otherwise, it's a nightmare. You know, and the other interesting thing, and I'm, I'm always, this is one of my really silly ways that I think. I think, all right, so we're this big bag of skin, right? 
And I find myself thinking, how complicated can it be to get this big bag of skin to regulated, sleep? regulated, stabilized, so addressed? How do we figure out like there's just so much that can happen inside this bag of skin disease wise? So I always find myself just so amazed with it. But I look at this and I'm like, I'm, I think we should all as dudes be really conscientious about like what women have to go through who identify as women with, you know, biologically women. I just find myself thinking this is a, an interesting hormonal experience for sure. And I wasn't expecting it. Don't enjoy it wonder what memo I missed along the way. But also, it's really good to know that there are specialists and you're not alone and people can help you figure this out. Well, and it's been really helpful for, of course, you and I in our professional life because we know that there are options, which I'm really grateful for because, again, my doctor is not going to cover those things. Um, But I also want to say this, like I I found myself thinking, like you commented, like, why would I think of this? Like, why on earth? Like all of a sudden when I'm not sleeping, like I've, I've lived my whole life sleeping well. So why would I even consider like maybe this is related to hormones as I get just mildly older because you are not old. No, I personally am very youthful. So you are. You, you have vim and vigor. We are vim, vimous and vigorous. I, you know what it also reminds me of? And yeah. we can move on to our amazeballs I love topic. today's conversation. But it also reminds me of, like, before I was diagnosed with ADHD, yep. I was seeing a therapist, not for a very long time. It was not a good fit. But I okay. remember the situation where I was telling her, like, about parenting, that I'm really struggling with some parenting stuff because I was having trouble um, policing, following through um, on, you know, I would say, okay, here are the rules, but then I wouldn't be noticing whether or not they were doing it. I would sort of lose track. I wasn't able to yeah. maintain any sort of follow through or consequences. Hmm. And I remember I was seeing all these things that should have alerted her to ADHD or even me. I mean, I'm a psychologist too. I don't blame her. But we don't see ourselves all that easily. No. And what she was hounding on is like, if you don't follow through, they're going to lose respect for you. Don't you want them to have respect for you? Like they won't take you seriously if you don't have follow through. And I felt really shamed. Mm. And now that I got diagnosed and I'm thinking like, these are things that unless we're aware of it as a potential thing to pay attention to other people, there are words Mm. that if people are seeing certain (laughs) things and they're like going through certain things, you don't say you need to be better at follow through. You fucking idiot. That's not what she said. So I heard. But what you say is. That's probably what she said. Interesting. Like, let's look at this follow through issue. Yeah. Oh, sorry, I touched you with my cold toes. No, I, it was actually your your toenail, and it just ripped <laughs> ripped my skin wide open. You're welcome. So I'm bleeding on the floor, folks. Sorry. You guys, we have a. I'll get a bandage episode. later. Um, this is all about what happens if <laughs> your friends hate your partner, your partner hates your friends, your I. Fucking love this conversation. It's really juicy. What we do you do? we have all been in situations, you know, and it's this is very specific to two two scenarios that we're going to discuss. But you know, we've all been in situations where we're like, oh, I would not have expected you to be the, with that person. I don't love that person. Yes. Or you're, and especially I think as we as clinicians, like I find myself being around couples sometimes, and I'm like, oh my god, there's something very wrong with this couple. Like mm-hmm. there's a toxic or dysfunctional dynamic or a codependency yes. or something is not right. And I'm like, 
I can't be around it anymore after 28 years of doing couples therapy. Like, it's ridiculously hard to be around dysfunction without being like, like, I'll even be at a restaurant and I'll be like, they'll be on their phone or something. And I want to walk over and say, get off your phone. Right. I'm going to take your phones from you. And then we're going to have a little couples therapy appointment here. Which I would do that in a minute, by the way. So be careful. Fantasy, and I know that we keep talking about this. Yeah. But like, we have this amazing workshop that is pulled together and we need an event planner. Anyone? Anyone? We need to figure out how to get this big scale because it is going to be singles that want to be in relationships, obstacles towards love, rewiring yourself for love. But it is, it's like, we want to do some coaching. Like in real time, there's going to be um, speed dating. That's what we want to do. We want to be on your date with you. Yeah. I also want to clarify that I'm looking at the screen right now and it looks like I'm five times the size of Talia. (laughs) I'm like a giant. Oh, there you go. This helps. Okay. We're going to just keep talking now. What if I move back? Yeah, that's bad. We can just. I don't know that that works. I just look so much, so much bigger than you. You are. Oh, that's right. I am bigger. You're a foot taller than me. She is actually bigger than me. I'm five foot three and a half. I am not. However, I recently went on a date with a guy who was six, four. And when we stood up to go, he said, boy, you're short. I'm six foot. I know. Do you know Rob is six, five and a half? Holy cannoli. And do you know that he is the shrimp in the family because his brother, Chris, no. is six foot nine and a half. I come up to like his belly button. I almost met Chris. That would have been an interesting experience. And you remember what their mom said to me the very first thing ever in her southern accent. She that you're said, what? She said, well, I would offer to hang up your coat, but I don't have any child size hangers. <laughs> that would be for the in-law conversation. We just talked about my experience in the South on a different episode. We did. <laughs> yes, we did. In the last oh. episode. Should we dive into the mail of the bags? I love mail bags. Me too. Um, I really love them. This one is entitled, My Friends Hate My Partner. I can't even tell you how excited I am to talk about this stuff. Everybody can relate to it. Everyone us. can relate to it. We've all met people. And again, I sometimes, like I have couples sometimes come in and I'm like, Oof, how did this happen? Um, Anyway, (laughs) I'm going to read the mailbag and then we'll delve into it. My friends told me they hate my partner and I just don't know what to do is how this starts. And I had to actually ask my um, our our social media person what A-I-T-A means. Because she's young and hip and knows things. Yeah, because I'm not a social media person. Am I that asshole? I know. That's what that means. I love like it. she just pulled it up. Thank you, Allie. She just pulled it up out of her We're like, what is this? Out of her A-tie? reference point. I'm like A-I-T-A. I literally yeah. yelled outside the door, Allie, what does A-I-T-A mean? And she goes, Am I that asshole? I'm uh, like, how do people know all this or I store know. all this? But I am I am clearly only 25. So I thought about posting am in A-I-T-A or am I that asshole, asking if I'd be the asshole for telling him. But all I could think is that my mom is who I'd want to talk about this with, but she's passed years ago. So I'm hoping the moms here can help me. I'm going to also oh, just include myself in this and say that the dads yeah, the or the, the therapists or the Talia and Doug, the we're not fine co-hosts can help you. Um, And so she just really needs advice. A week or so ago, my closest friend admitted to me in private that she and many of my other friends do not like my partner at all. They say he's too selfish and doesn't do enough for me. But even after some serious thought about it, I'm happy with where me and him are at and what we do for each other. He's disabled and suffers from chronic pain and bad legs, 
So he can only do so much, but he does what he can when he can and offers so much love and concern for me that my friends just don't see. Hmm. The way that that's worded kind of triggers me. Um, I really tried to take my friend's concerns and think out if I was being taken advantage of, which they stated over and over they think I am, but I don't think I am. I think I'm in a good spot and I'm genuinely happy with him. They state because I've been abused in the past that maybe I don't see it. Those blind spots, right? Yeah, we'll talk about But it kind of feels like they're babying me because of that very, very past. I guess my question is generally, what do I do? Would it be bad to tell my partner about this or should I keep quiet about it? We tell each other everything. It feels so wrong to keep it from him, but I also know it would hurt him deeply. Any advice would be appreciated. Thank you for reading this. We are delighted to read this and we're delighted to sort through this with you. Oh, wow. Talia, what do you think? Okay, well, the first thing I want to say is it is generally, at least this is my opinion, a terrible idea to tell your partner that your friends are talking (laughs) trash about him or her or them. Like, I think it's just a terrible idea. And so I think it's a good idea for you to pay attention to the blind spots and the history and to think about, is there a possibility that I'm not noticing when I'm being taken advantage of because I might be more comfortable than your average bear with a certain amount of caretaking, or maybe you're such a giver that you are used to taking on that role in a partnership. Um, I always think it's a good idea to listen to your friends, hear them out, hear what they have to say, because they do, if they are healthy and they're your friends and there isn't some weird, like, other jealousy or feeling threatened issue, yeah, they do want what's best for you and maybe they feel like you would thrive in a different kind of relationship. I also am feeling like if this poor guy is legit disabled and in a lot of pain and that he is giving what he can give which it sounds like is like a love and concern and that feels like enough for you who are we to say that him not washing the dishes or like maybe acts of service or i guess i don't know like what if it's working for them yeah, I don't know. You know, I want to stick with that for a second because it really triggered me when you, the conversation was about the disabled piece. So chronic pain, yeah. leg problems, etc., which chronic pain can be associated with depressiveness and it can be associated with obviously some grief process, but mostly depressiveness. It can be really depressive to, you know, not only physiologically, but otherwise. So I'm looking at this and I'm like, it's possible this dude is misunderstood by people because there's a lot of people who are disabled uh, for mental or physical reasons who do struggle a little bit with like maintaining their life and they don't look like, you know, they're happy or functional like the rest of us. So I can't tell if your friends are in some ways kind of judging him for his inability or what he is not able to do. Which uh, seems for you. to be okay with you and like you're getting your needs met. Yeah. But then that may be a conversation to have with your friends about these are the needs that are being met. But I also want to tell you that there are of course people with disabilities or who are less able in whatever way they are who are not viewed as bad partners. You know, people who have chronic pain, people who have leg pain, people who are in wheelchairs, people who have whatever uh, inabilities. Uh, yeah, I could, prosthetics, whatever they are. There's a lot of people who find a way to still be That's right. happy, um, to present well, to be equal partners, all that sort of thing. To be so, generous. To be generous. Because and to, if you don't have like... And who are not problems for your friends. That's right. right. And so maybe the problem here is yet exactly what you said, Doug. 
of there are ways if you can't necessarily if you have pain there are many ways that you can be generous and thoughtful yep. from bed from yeah, yeah, yeah. sitting down yep. or even if it's like with words of affirmation or just like thoughtful gifts i mean there's amazon right there are many ways that you, you say can, amazon yeah Amazon. It's my way of being like ordering helpful. gifts. Yeah, okay. I have it show up at the person's house. I do that all the time. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't have a lot of time. Okay. Like that seems like an easy way. Okay. No. All right. Judging. Uh, maybe. Um. So yeah, I don't know. I have a lot to say about this. I also think that you know one of the things that really came up in this that is really interesting to me is that she does have uh, a history of being with people who don't treat her well. That's right. And so there is this possibility. Like as much as we try. There can be blind spots that we have. And I think it's really important to pay attention to that. Like, is this one of your blind spots? And how I encourage people to evaluate that is to really think like, are you calm when you're with this person? Do your, does your nervous mm -hmm. system, you, you often talk times talk about that. this. Mm -hmm. Like, is your nervous system regulated and calm when you're with this person? Does this person make you feel comfortable? Does this person make you feel like you can um, relax and that you do get what you need and want from this relationship. Mm -hmm. Have you communicated as effectively as you might? I mean, this is a partner. I don't know if that means married partner or if it means just significant other. I'm not sure which one that is. Both can be obviously equally important. I'm not suggesting marriage is any better than having a significant other. But I also think that that's the thing. Like when you really pay attention to yourself, are you calm with this person? Yeah. I'm going to tell you though, when somebody doesn't like the person that you're with, it's usually for a reason. So if you have multiple friends who are struggling with this, there's probably something going on right. and pay attention to that. I might actually offer an alternative to not telling your partner. Like, I think there's no way that you are interacting with your partner, especially if your friends are around. It's not like you, I, I'm guessing you're comp I'm guessing you're, you know, you're compensating. I'm guessing you're aware that they don't like him. And so you're becoming probably a little bit different when you're around those people. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. I thought about that. Totally. Maybe right? they don't hate him as much as they hate who you are when you're. With oh, them. that's totally it. I remember um, I had a horrible, horrible, horrible ex-boyfriend and I brought him to a hockey game with all my hockey friends from Stillwater. Go ponies. Um, <laughs> and it was really fascinating to me because they're like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, where's Doug? Like, I became a totally different person yeah. because I was always aware of him, afraid he might judge me. He was a prick, by the way. So, you know, I think um, in retrospect, but I had a blind spot. Like, he was really hot. And anyway, well, kind of so re recreating some trauma for me. I am thinking that a part. OK, so maybe the alternative to not telling him would be asking him to make a bit more of an effort with your friends. Or because I do think that if you tell him my friends hate you, that's not going to make him want to put in an effort. But if you're saying these are the most important people in my life, it would mean the world to me if you could show some interest, be really friendly, ask them about themselves. They want to connect with you. They're looking for opportunities to get to know you better and connect with you. That might be a good way to get it kind of shifted in a better direction. Yeah, I, you know, I, I want to say a couple things more, too. Like at the beginning, you referenced that your mother died and she was kind of your confidant, maybe. Um, I do think it's really important to just note that I'm sorry that you don't have that person in your life that you really did trust. And I would say if you have anybody like that, that you could actually talk to objectively. And a therapist is a great person to kind of work this out with. Um, it was interesting, Talia, because you said the piece about like maybe you want to encourage him to be making a different effort. Yeah. Um, 
I think that's one way of going about it. And I would say that somebody who is really interested in making this relationship work that's right. wants to honor that and wants to make sure that they do that and probably even wants to go to your friends and say, I know this doesn't look this way. I really want to connect with you because it's important that we both support each other on behalf of the person that we both love. And right? I will say, if they're not doing that, regardless yeah. of what your friends think about this person, right. yep. it's going to make your life so much harder. If your partner is not making any kind of an effort to connect with your most important people, it will make your life a thousand times harder. No one's going to want this person around. They're going to stop inviting you places. Yeah. Or if they do, they're going to say, don't bring him. You know, it's interesting. I was kind of thinking about the ultimate consequence of this. Like, right, if for whatever reason you continue this relationship and your friends do not see it the same way. And there's something about this that, again, is kind of bugging me in terms of like, I think real friends will talk about it with you and and have your back and be supportive and maybe even go to your boyfriend or your partner. I can't remember uh, partner. I know Um, I would say that I might go to that person and say, so I'm struggling a little bit here. like. I want to know more a little bit about like what what your this relationship is for you. I'm a little protective of my friend. That's a good. Point. I might go directly to that person. Yeah. And not put my friend in the middle of it. I might just go directly. Oh, right? wait, you're talking about going to the partner. I am. I don't like it. Don't you? No. So if your lovely husband who would never be an asshole, if he did something that I thought was really disrespectful and was hurting you and you did not feel like he was hearing you, I might actually on your behalf, I might actually say, so Rob, let's chat. I'm struggling a little bit with something and I want to be upfront with you and not talk about it behind your back. I might do that. I don't know. You don't love that. I feel shocked and horrified. Do you? Okay. I can actually. So this is what (laughs) I'd be worried about. I I like the idea. But? But you would be sticking up for me Mm -hmm. behind my back. I would tell you that I was doing that, by the way. But I wouldn't want you to do that. Talia, can I talk to Rob about my concerns and try to rebuild my relationship with him. That's what I would do. Oh, okay. Rob, by the way, we have no issues. I love you dearly. He's like literally the best. I'm the rat in the relationship. uh, Well, that's a Chinese Zodiac animal. Are you a rat? I'm a dragon. I'm a snake. (laughs) Even better. My younger child is a snake. I love snakes. It's on my tattoo. There's a snake. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, because we're beautiful, charming, and a little slippery, <laughs> which also seems to be. A so if I said to you, I really want to work on my relationship with Rob. But that feels different. That feels different That's what than I'm saying. you calling Rob. Oh, I'm not going to do that. Because he's treating me a certain way or you no. don't like that. Because that well, would make me feel like I can stick up for myself. If I've got a problem, yep. I want to be the one that's telling him. And I wouldn't want the two of you to feel like you need to both be protective of me with each. I don't know. That feels gross to me. So there's, yeah. And I I don't know that I communicate and maybe I even said this wrong at the beginning. Like it isn't what I meant. I really would say, I'm going to try to work on my relationship on behalf of all of us so that we can all get together and we can have fun. Can I, are you okay with me talking to your husband about like wanting to build our relationship and figure each other out and support each other? Yes. But would that not because you can't do it. Okay. Yeah. Because that's that be a part what? I'm sensitive to. But would that be calling him out on bad behavior? It would be saying, I feel yeah. it's hard for me to watch when you and Talia engage this way because I feel like you're disrespectful of her when you call her this name or you are flirting with other women in front of her or whatever. Yeah. That's a bad example, but it might be, ex- you know, Rob's not doing that, by the way. No, he's he's not. 
He's the best. He is the best. But you see what I mean? Like, I would want. No, I like the idea where you're taking initiative to connect. Yeah. But I don't know. There's like some triangulating thing that I feel sensitive about. So you could be a part of the conversation. I'd rather be a part of the conversation. I would welcome that. So, by the way, I'm aware that I'm a little different in that regard because I believe in complete transparency and honesty. And, and I, I believe have in zero. harmony and swallowing down your feelings. You do. You want harmony <laughs> and swallow your feelings and avoid conflict at all. We all... need to have an episode on that because like, I invented the scale you of like harmony at all costs. That's right. And authenticity at all That's costs. Correct. And usually there's one of each in every relationship, but we do def- desperately need to come together. And I would really hate being this friend. Like in this situation that you're talking about, I would hate being one of your friends that doesn't feel like I could actually talk to you and then maybe your partner about this because I don't know. I'm, I'm guessing your friends have some legitimate concern and I think it's important to take their uh, information into account. That's right. But if, and I want to, I want to specifically go to this. Like if you have done your inventory and you're kind of assessed the situation and you feel like, you know what? I've done my due diligence. I do want to be with this person. That's right. You know, it's interesting too, because as a therapist, if that person told me about their relationship, I would be really upfront about what I thought about it. But truthfully, we all have blind spots. That's right. Like based on our family of origin history, based on the families that we grew up in, based on how love has been expressed to us, what we feel deserving of. That's right. And what feels comfortable to us. Yeah. And sometimes our nervous systems mess <laughs> with us when we feel That's right. a little too comfortable. Oh, my God. Right. With like, oh, I'm What's very familiar? comfortable yep. in a caretaking role or if somebody belittles me. Or codependent or abusive That's or right. whatever it is. And so, you know, you as my friend would be the first person if I go on a date. Like, you know, some people that I've been on dates with recently and I you, do. you have a particular fondness. You, a lot of you do give me a lot of feedback and you're like, I like that want. one. Like you will literally say, I like that one. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it is, it's like a vibe thing. So I guess if we had to summarize the advice that we have, it's definitely, we want you to listen to your friends. If more than one of your friends has a certain thought or feeling or opinion, yeah. but you can also tell your friends, I don't think you have the right idea. I'd love to have the you know, you guys connect a little more, ask your friends, ask your partner to maybe make a little bit more of an effort. Maybe you can also help your friends see that you can stick up for yourself and help your partner see that your friends are the most important people to you and that you really would mean a lot if they could make an effort. I really, yeah, I do not love that you're in a situation though, where you feel like you can't talk to your partner about this. Like there's no question that it interferes with your functioning like with your friends for present, you're you're going to feel self-conscious. You're going to feel ultra sensitive to like what your partner does or doesn't do. I don't wish for you to be in that situation. That's like putting yourself in the middle of something that's not fun. But no, that's exactly what happens. Yeah, also, I know it if does. you tell yeah. him your friends hate him, that's not going to be. There's a different way of saying that, though. Like my friends do have some concerns and I want to talk about it with you. And honestly, if I'm dating someone and that person said, my friends are a little frustrated with you around these issues. You wouldn't feel defensive and just. I like, would maybe feel them. defensive, but yeah. I'd say, okay, let's figure this out because it's really important that I get along with your friends because yeah. I want your social network to be present for you. And That's I want you to have those important. people, but I also love you and care about you. And I just will make whatever effort it takes to get back in their good graces. But, but that's but, not everybody. I think most people that aren't maybe as healthy would just be like, well, fuck them. Right? I might say fuck some of them if I thought they were really being unfair or if I thought they really wanted in your pants. And I have your pants. I, I don't know. There could be all kinds of <laughs> dynamics there. Um, if there's jealousy, if there's something. That's right. And right? there are alternative 
reasons why someone might have a problem with your partner that isn't about your partner. But we're going to address like more of these in the next mailbag as well. And then we've come together. We've come up with some fun, just like a summary, like a decision tree. What to pay attention to as the hater, the hated and you in between. So we're going to get there too. But we will get there. I, I ultimately, though, at the end of the day, what I encourage in this particular situation is for you to listen to your friends and really think about whether or not you have similar concerns and you've just kind of suppressed those because it's familiar to you. You're in the same pattern as you have been in previous relationships um, and really take a look at whether or not some of that is really happening. Um, I remember, again, my hockey friends were like, who the hell are you dating? Because he's an ass. Right. And the truth is, years he later, was an ass. he's a total ass. Right. And so, like, so, sometimes you do have a blind spot. I have a blind not spot. Not you. We. No, I have one. I you actually have one. Oh, okay. Did you, point, <laughs> did you actually point at me? We all do. We all have blind spots. You know, when you point your finger at somebody, there are four pointing fingers. <laughs> That's such a stupid thing to say because oh, you are pointing at somebody. We're so grateful that you wrote. Yeah, thank you. Thank we you. We hope you. that you got yeah. a, some value out of this. And maybe you'll also find more value in the next one, too, because it's all the same vibe, right? It's like, what do we do? This one is. My friend's boyfriend's a slime ball. <laughs> what do you really think? I think we should start calling them female bags. Yeah. It feels. Should we switch this out? Switch the gender out? No, go ahead. Whatever you want to do. Okay. So it is this... a mailbag. M-A-I-L. All right. This got you. is how can I tell my friend that her boyfriend is a slime ball? Oof, that's a tough word. I have. And also, like, we're protective of our friends and, you know, it's all. So I have a very educated, put together female friend who has a creepy boyfriend who cops a feel with her female friends. Ick. All right. I mean, that's like a boundary. I think we can all agree. It should not be crossed. I've been trying to tell her that she's dating the wrong guy, quote unquote. This guy, she's dating him right after her divorce. Her divorce was just finalized. He crept up on me and another female friend of mine, but she defends him as her person. My other female friend confronted her about it and she was hurt and distraught and doesn't believe that her boyfriend has anything but good intentions in um, good intentions in his advances. She thinks that his advances on her friends are with good intentions. <laughs> There's some self gaslighting. Well, so. <laughs> So I chose not to be open and honest about it because I saw how she responded to my other female friend confronting her about it. What would you all do in this situation? Y'all, it was a y'all. What would y'all do in this situation? Should I confront her about her creepy boyfriend too? Or should I avoid her friendship altogether because of him? See, this is what happens if you're dating a slime ball. People want to stop hanging out with you if you can't see it. Um, I already know she would defend him because it's some sort of a trauma bond post-divorce. I don't want to speak up because it will ruin our friendship. He cops a feel with me when I'm right next to her. Should I tell her to? It makes me super uncomfortable. Any advice would be so welcome. I'm horribly confused by the whole good intentions thing. Unless it's like, I love you so much. But that's not copying a feel, or is it? Like, I don't know what copying a feel means. And I'm just going to say, if it's uncomfortable, it's uncomfortable. I mean, are we talking boob? Are we talking butt? Are we talking what? You are asking such a good question because, okay, when I hear copying a feel, I think boobs. I think 
genitals, breasts, I think, but, but also one thing that I've noticed talking to people for a living for almost 20 years is this is like something that I think about sometimes if we're flirty or if we're insecure extroverts, which are the most likely to cheat, if we are desperate for (laughs) validation from other people, if we are desperate to feel desired, we can be in a committed relationship But also there's this feeling, and I know you guys know what I'm talking about, when someone has their neon sign, that like come hither neon sign is like open for business, meaning there's something about the friendliness or the connection or the way someone's looking at you. If you're not their significant other, you might know that they're in love with your friend, but if they're kind of like leaning in or the way that they're talking to you, there can be this sexual flirty vibe. Yep. And that's real. And that's different than being really charming. I'm like, oh my God, yes, blah, blah, blah. But if that neon sign is yep. like open for business and you have really good boundaries, you're going to be like the guy's a, or the girl or whomever is yep. a sleaze bag. Yep. And there's some vibing happening that I don't feel comfortable with my friend dating somebody who's like this with other people. Does that make sense? It does make sense. I, this is, you know, and I don't want to make too many excuses for somebody because copying a feel means it's inappropriate. It feels clear. And it feels very clear to me that this is an uncomfortable thing for this person right on the other end of it. And it's also a pattern. Like there has been obviously other people who have had concerns with this as well. So I'm not loving this. And I think, you know, when, when the question kind of gets posed, like, do I address this as well? A hundred percent you address it. Like, I just really think it's like, I always put myself in this situation. If I have a boyfriend who's copying a feel of my other friends or female friends or male friends, for that matter, I'm like, I got to know. But if like, one person says it, yeah. there might be a thought in your head that like, what did you do to invite that? Or I kind of blame my friend, too. Maybe. I don't know. But then if it's two friends that are saying the same exact thing, you can't gaslight yourself anymore. I, You know, it just dawned on me about something else about this. Like, it, my friends would never do that. Like my friends would never play games. My friends would never go after somebody I was with. My friends would never not have my back. So That's right. I'm a really fortunate person to have this inner circle of people that really fucking have my back. So but you might want to look at the the person the person that's telling you yeah. that your yep. boyfriend, girlfriend, partner is a douchebag. Has there ever been a history there where that person? No, that's right. Been, right? Like, <laughs> do they have your back? Yep. Right. Or do they always hate your partner? Do they sometimes flirt with your partner? You know, I don't know. No, I agree with that. Well, it is important. So it's important to evaluate, number one, the source by which this is, you know, coming to you. But, you know, going specifically to this person's question, like, should I let my friend know? Yes, you should. A hundred percent. Like, I think we always have to consider if we were on the other end of it, would we want somebody to tell us? Like, you want somebody to tell you if you've got something on your tooth, like a big piece of leaf? Spinach. Yeah. If Mm -hmm. you have a spinach or whatever kohlrabi or whatever definitely kohlrabi i think that's really very common i I don't even know what that is (laughs) radicchio (laughs) any kind of lettuce or spinach Um, yes i would say yeah you want you want to make sure that you have friends that not only will be honest with you but there's a way of addressing it too like you know i'm aware that this slime ball comment like i was very struck by that word in the in the description of this this mailbag, 
you know, I think that's the reality. Like the word slime ball kind of triggers me because in some ways that person has already decided, but he sounds like a slime ball. Like I think somebody who cops a feel on your friends, slime ball. But I think I 100% your agree. Your friend might be really defensive about that. And so how does she talk to her friend in a way that won't make her friend really defensive? So this is interesting, right? So I really do find myself thinking this. Um <laughs> I'm thinking of a personal situation that I recently had that I don't even want to talk about necessarily, but somebody's significant person that they're dating approached me about something. Um, I don't well, even want to talk about it because it's so personal. This is such an interesting story. Somebody that's <laughs> dating somebody. Approached me to be a part of their relationship. That's what I will say. There you go. And I did right away. I brought it up right in front of my, my friend. That's right. I'm like, so this person just asked me about becoming a part of your romantic life. I just said it right out in the open because I'm like, I do not like secrets. I don't live with secrets well. Um, I grew up with secrets in my family of origin. Mm -hmm. So I repel them like, oh gosh, uh, any like fire on my skin. I, I repel it. So I find myself thinking, Talia, it's about, you know, I, I really do. I would want somebody to tell me the truth yeah. if one of my people did something with them. Right. And how could or, somebody approach you about that if they don't like somebody with or, or if somebody did something sleazy to them without you feeling defensive. So there's an interesting piece to this. Like, I'm not likely to get defensive about someone currently, but I'll tell you, I dated a total prick. Like I said before, but I dated, did you believe it at the time? No, right. I was defensive. Right. And so I was people like, no, you have the wrong, you have yeah. the wrong idea about him. He's That's from right. a different region. And so he comes off a certain way He's and he grew up in region uh, he yeah. was from the east coast yeah. and so it, like i'm like, like a different it can different be and i'm like no he's culture. being misunderstood he's just a big you know uh asshole um and so i think and i was kind of thinking maybe that's part of what they're experiencing the truth is everyone had my back and they were correct what i've learned over the course of time that you and my other friends tally will always have my back and you will be always honest that's about right. dysfunction in my life or toxicity in my and life as spots. i will be and Blind spots. I love you. Yeah. Well, because that's the <laughs> reason why they're called blind spots is because we literally can't. Can't see it. Because we're so taken aback by the, like the sexual attraction yeah. or infatuation that we need there not to be any issues. Or how someone has shown up in the past. Like you hold on to like what you thought yes. was the, the relationship and it's not necessarily the relationship. So it's critically important to kind of just really, I, I, I'm big on like being honest with your friends. So I encourage you to be honest with your friend and I encourage you to tell them yes. what you're feeling and experiencing. And yes, when there's a pattern, by the way, that's the other piece is when there's a pattern, it increases the likelihood of like, all right, I need to listen to this because there's more than one person telling me this. A hundred percent. So I, by the way, I'm going to guess, uh, I'm going to just put a wager on this, that this guy really is a slime ball yeah. and that, um, he should not be touching people in ways that are uncomfortable. No. And there's a difference. There's a difference between, there's a difference, but Doug just tried to touch me. And I did, but it was welcome and consensual. Actually, you just sort of hovered your hand over my shoulder, but it just, it feels so different. If somebody and you are like, you're a toucher. I am a toucher. But you're yeah. not a creepy toucher. Thank you. It's not a lingering touch and it's not like a sexual rub. It's just like a quick, like, I don't know. It's like a bonding, connecting. It is. Touch. You know, I did go on a first date with someone on Friday. Yes, you did. Um, and I immediately walked in because I had gotten to the wrong place. So I touched him on the back. 
But that's and, a date. I'm talking well, about yeah. like, I don't know. That's a completely different set of rules. I think that's fair. Yeah. Like you're supposed to be into that. Person. And you know, there's a whole nother episode, by the way, on we disagreed on what it was. I thought it was a date. He didn't think it was a date. Anyway, lots of discussions about this. I hope we get to hear more. about. I hope so, too. Guy. I really dig this guy. We had so, so much fun. I anyway. ended up pulling together some thoughts that I was kind of chuckling to myself because I decided that I was going to switch it out as like, this is a decision tree. These are questions to ask yourself. Okay. okay so if you're <laughs> the hater, Oof. which means that you're, you're probably a really lovely person, but if yep. you're the person that hates the boyfriend, the girlfriend, yep. the partner, yep. Or if you're the partner that hates the friends, maybe. Yep. I don't know. We'll see if that if that tracks. Okay. These are questions to ask yourself. You should ask yourself, does this person, like if it's your friend, for instance, does this person generally have the best intentions? Do they want the best for you? Is the track record that this is someone who really cares about you and you value their opinion? And it's not always that they hate your partner. You might want to ask yourself, do they have a history of being really jealous in, you know, of your partner or hate everyone that you're with? That feels important. Yep. Do they have some biases that is not about your partner, but they might have some hidden like racism, homophobia, anti-Semitism, against people from the east coast whatever yep. like they're projecting some of their stuff on your partner yep. that might be their issue and not yours fair do what yep. do you think and um are they making a good effort to also connect with your partner or are they sitting back and waiting for that person to come to you well and do they yeah. do they really wish they were with you like there's also this other piece about like i think sometimes people who are night like maybe an ex who's become a friend. It's a very complicated web, but all of those questions are good because I think at the end of the day, what we're asking is like, what is the source of the person? And you know, who is that person to yeah. you and what, what might be going on for them what about what their the experience? Agenda. What's the agenda? It's a great way of looking Which at it. Which might I agree. just be, I want you to be happy or it might be this person isn't going to get along with my husband yep. or no matter what I do. Right. Yep. And then also like what I want to piggyback off of that you said, I want to bring it to, what do you think about if you're the, if it's you and you are the one dating the person that people hate or whatever that is? Yep. So you, I mean, you asked such a good question about like, do they want to be with you? Not necessarily even in a romantic or sexual way, yep. but what if there's something about the way you are when you're with this other person where you're completely ignoring me? Yeah. yeah. You make yep. me feel completely insignificant yep. or like a third wheel. Yeah, sure. And so <laughs> I'm going to hate that person, yep. but you're the one that might be the offender yep. because you That's right. don't know how to be with me and this person. So I'm going to start hating the person. I have that particular situation at the moment. You do? Um, I didn't know. But I yeah, knew you, you were talking that. about like my own circumstance right now. And I don't dislike the person that my friend is dating. I am mostly upset at my friend for Not really just totally abandoning our friendship. That's right. 
when somebody romantic enters the picture. So it's a really interesting thing. That's right. And I, you know, I've communicated directly. I've communicated the issue. It has not gone well. I don't know where it's going to go as a result of this. But I also think that there's a reality that, you know, not only that, I want to add something to this. And I know this is a, a different episode, but like if I dated someone and my two kids did not like that That's person, right. which has been the case in the past, like I should ditch them right away because yes. the reality is, and I, I'll be honest, that's, that's kind of my criteria. Like a deal breaker would be that my kids don't like this person. So my kids have to like who I'm with. And by the way, both of my kids want me to be happy. That's right. Well, I'm then 100% that's clear that agenda. that's the case. That's the agenda. So if my older daughter and my younger child that's both right. say, I do not like this person, you're a different person. That person doesn't seem to like contribute equally. Uh, my older daughter recently laughed and said, could you p- please pick someone who was good to you? Like that made you really happy. And I'm like, um, that is the right thing to do. But which brings me to, uh, you got to look at if you have blind spots. I do have blind spots. Right. And that you've got to own them and you've got to be doing your own work. Yep. If you're always attracting the same kind of dynamic where people are a certain way to you and that feels comfortable yeah. and feels like yep. home. Yeah. You've got to pay attention if people are like, I hate the way this person is treating yeah. you. You know, and an easy way to kind of trick yourself, not trick yourself, but like observe this in yourself. And I can do this very easily at this point in my life because I've done some work on this issue. Um, the reality is if I don't feel comfortable, if I feel like always on edge, if I feel always like I don't or I'm making up like I bet this person has this going on because I'm not getting what I need and want from this relationship. Those are my indicators. This is not working. Right. I am not content. I don't feel loved in the way that I, I'd like to feel loved. I don't feel calm. I don't have certainty that this person wants to be with me. This person does not treat me in a way that gives me, you know, satisfaction in that way that That's I can right. kind of relax and enjoy the relationship. But if we're talking about that very beginning part of the relationship right. where there yep. is so much infatuation, yep. Yep. You know, and then this is, it's like, if you're the person that's dating the person that people are hating, you do need to ask yourself, like, what happens to me when I'm with this person? Why would my friends be watching this? My friends or family be watching this and hate this? What do I turn into? Like, what are my blind spots? Because if I have bad boundaries and I don't stick up for myself, my friends are going to start hating my partner. My partner is going to start hating my friends because they're going to think that I'm being influenced by my friends, like this right. partner is going to be like, I don't want you hanging out with them anymore because they don't like me. And your friends are going to be like, he or she is such a douchebag. Yep. Like you change when you're around them. So you have to look at your part in it yep. because I think I've mentioned this before. If you are sort of this passive bystander in your life and in your relationships the two people or like your family your friends your partner everyone's going to start to hate each other because they're protecting you against the other because that usually what that means is you aren't doing a very good job advocating for yourself or speaking your truth or no that's exactly right like i just want to remind people too like the best communication is one that's not avoidant it's not it's not um strained it's just being able to say you know what this is my experience this is how i feel when i'm with the two of you this is my observation i'm curious can we talk about this like you should be able to talk and i i've so value in my friendships i really can have any of those conversations about anything at any time yes thank and God. you and i can and that's that, like right? a real relationship that's a real it friendship. is yep. you should be able to yep. talk to your friends about how you're feeling your friends should be able to talk to you. You need to have a very open mind. And if they don't have a track record of hating people that you're dating yep. or being jealous or threatened, if they have before enjoyed hanging out with you and a partner, 
they're probably being really honest. You really do need to pay attention. Um, the last thing on this particular, if it's you, that's the one dating the person, yep. you just might be thinking about actually two little things. Are you making an effort to help your friends and your partner connect? Because you could maybe be doing a slightly better job. But another Fair. really important thing, and I know that like you probably have seen this in practice as well, that if you happen to be confiding in other people about things that this person has done that are not cool or upsetting, your friends aren't attracted to this person. They're not charmed by this person. Yeah. So if you are telling your friends douchebaggy things that the person has done, your friends are already not going to like them. And then you can't get mad at them right. for hating them. That's just my two cents. No, I think it's good. You know, I think this goes back to very clear, like, who do we pick and why do we pick the people that yes. we choose to date or pursue and, you know, really being paying attention to that and being really clear on what those family of origin dynamics are. It really kind of keeps coming up in our podcast, but like the people that we choose are oftentimes familiar. Yes. Like it is so amazing to me how many people pick their parents. And especially if you have like unresolved issues with your mother or your father, you're very likely to pick somebody, I believe, that is like that person because you're trying to correct that experience. You're looking mm -hmm. for love from that source. And I have picked people who are. So I grew up in an abusive childhood, uh, an abusive home and an unstable home where the love that I got, particularly from my mother, was not consistent. And so I look for this. I, I, I just neurologically like I go after those people who resemble that sort of instability. But I've come to really understand, like when I'm anxious and I'm not getting what I need, I'm very clear, this is not a good fit and I need to address it. I'm not feeling like I'm getting what I need. And if that person can't, that's right. They've got to go. But that's the And I'm getting much part. better. Yeah. And it's becoming, but I'm getting really of, quick. Yeah. Instead of an eight year long relationship, that's right. <laughs> it could be a couple yep. of months, right? Where you're yep. just like, there's something that, that isn't right. feeling good yep. here. So it's like we live and we learn, right? And you just have to pay attention to the blind spots. Because our person's, you know, going specifically to the person that is the source of this, you know, relationship and, and is in this relationship, you want to feel calm. You want to feel content. You want to feel at ease. That's you don't right. have to question like and feel on edge whenever it somebody's like, be so hard. yeah, it shouldn't be so hard. This person should be giving you what you need in order to be OK. And if they're not. And they should be making an effort to connect with yeah. your other significant others, with the other people close to you. Yeah. So my advice. Yep. Our advice. Yep. You tell us what you think. For if you're the hated, if you're the partner <laughs> the friends hate, yep. or if you're the friends that the partner hates, right? Yep. If this is like, I want you to also pay attention to own your part in this. Yep. Are you making efforts to be friendly, open, inviting in conversations, showing interest in other people? It's it's up to you to make this relationship work also. Yep. And if you think that you can make your friend or your partner choose between you and the friends of the partners, yeah. ick. Who wants that? Nobody. Yeah. And also that's the beginning of this like controlling abusive vibe that we just talked to Leah about in the yes. last episode. Yep. You should be allowing your partner that you adore to be friends with whomever they're friends with. Yep. And then you should be trying to figure out how you can better connect. Yeah, I'll tell you something like I, you know, I suggested that I would absolutely feel comfortable saying, are you comfortable with the three of us meeting? Are you comfortable with me yeah. meeting with your partner? Because I think he's a prick. <laughs> um, I would be delighted to do that. Like, I, you know, and, and have those honest conversations. Mm -hmm. But I don't I don't 
fear conversations anymore. And I know how to talk to someone in a way that is not like you're a fucking asshole, right? Like, I don't think approaching them that way is good. But I'll tell you, if somebody that I'm dating says, my friends really are struggling with you, like you are. And by the way, I mean, my personality is a big one. So if I'm like out at a restaurant, I'm like talking to everybody. I might be like going to the next table. Yes, you are. Um, (laughs) That is correct. I am a playful person that enjoys whatever it is. (laughs) Is it attention or is it wanting to make people feel good? I might spin that a little different way. I I see your face. Um, But this is what I want to say about that. I would welcome the opportunity. Like if somebody said, this person is really struggling with you. They don't think you're treating me well. They feel like what you said was this. They feel like you said was that. Because those are specifics. I like that. Those specifics would be great. And then I can go to that person and say, do you have a minute? Can we get a cocktail sometime? I want to just check in with you. Oh, my God. I love that. And that's ideal. But that's you. It is me. You owning your part in this and... Knowing 100%. that the onus is the onus responsibility or like, yeah, the, the, the respons- onus is on, onus responsibility, is on yep. you. It's yep. on actually everybody, yep. but the onus is on you in this case to like connect, make that connection work. 100%. So that you could be one big happy family. I also, really you know, and here's the question though. Like if I got together with this friend and we had cocktails or something and this person was said, yeah, I just don't like you. I think you're a loud mouth. I think you're a arrogant, uh, self Whatever it might be, like you, you need attention all the time. You drive me crazy. Um, what then? What? Or you're privileged, or whatever words might come up. You know, in the description, I might say, "This is my personality, and I right. really do want to make this work." And so, you know, I can tame it down a little bit. It's very hard for me to tame anything down. Yeah. Um, and also, that's not who you want to be. I feel I don't. like if you knew that you were offending somebody, you would be horrified and you would like pull it back. But your whole I would, brand. For sure. Is being unapologetically oh, you. I know. Yep. And so, I mean, that that's if you are the hated, you might want to, you know, just own your shit a little bit, like pay attention, not yep. you, but like one. Yep. And also notice, like, when you are in a group of people, are you treating your partner? Is it a little clingy? Is it a little enabling? Is it a little. Yeah. I don't know, belittling. Do you make fun of them? Yeah. Do you make people feel bad? Is there something about the way that you're showing up in a group when you're with your partner that people, I don't know, might rub people the wrong way? Well, and let me just tell you, we're not everybody's cup of tea, right? That's right. No matter who we are, we're not everybody's right. cup of tea. And so I do like surrounding myself with people. Um, you know, the funny thing about this most recent date that I'll call it, I was on, this guy is equally... Yeah, he's also Dog. an eight. He is definitely like my competition for. He's an eight in the Enneagram. He's even eighter than you. If possible. <laughs> and he's like six foot four and he's going to out eight you. Um, he is so far doing a really good job of like, you know, talking even more than I do. I love it. Um, I did, my, I did my best, but I think I met my match. It's very funny. I love this guy. Um, I don't have any idea what's going to happen. And again, I acknowledge if you're listening to this, that you did not consider it a date. No, it was a date, by the way. We, yes. Um, we'll and ta- we have we'll talk not about processed that. this for hours. <laughs> <laughs> so I would say, uh, you know, if I'm the person, I just really want to make it okay because I want That's the right. person, if I love that person and I want their life to be good, I'm going to make it up with their friends. I'm going to do everything I can to make their friends feel comfortable, not like me, but feel comfortable and feel like I'm treating their person that they love so much the best way I can because that's what you all have in common is you all love this one person and then I'm just going to buy them a bunch of stuff to buy their love I'm kidding I'm not doing that yeah he is I am I am I'm going to try now that we've learned learned from the anniversary episode that every time you say 
I like a green Lamborghini, Doug's going to take out his phone and I am. I'm going to. Oh, I did say that, didn't I? I pay attention. You do. And I I learned from you. And also Alex, our editor, showed me a new app so that I can, with my ADHD and my good intentions, also become a thoughtful gift giver. I was, you know, I kind of got lost in that text chain, but I'm like, I think this is something where Alex is saying this is you can do what Doug does on his notes. Yeah. On his Apple phone. That helps for people with my brain because he and I have a very similar brain. You do have a similar brain. Um, We hope that you got something out of this. Yeah. And as always, we could not be more grateful for our listeners, our audience. We could not do this without you. And it's so much fun, even though I like to not ever obsess about the numbers. It's so much fun to see that more and more of you are finding us every single week. And... I want to encourage everybody, again, thanks as well to all of our audiences uh, in whatever form you're listening to us on whatever podcast platform. Um, please, please, please subscribe and share. Let your family and friends know. And don't forget to review. Those reviews help boost us. Somehow I don't understand there's some weird algorithm. Yep. But if you review us, we're going to like climb up that ladder real, real fast. And remember, we're not fine. But the Barbie movie just came out. <laughs> Bye, you guys. Take care, everybody. See you soon.